Hello everyone and welcome to the In The Saddle podcast. My name is Chris Loder and I am joined by Liz Batchelor and Katie Midwinter as we preview some of the main ITV races this weekend where we'll be paying our attentions to Newbury where the feature race is the Group 1 Lock-In Stakes. But before we get into that, let's see how the panel is. Uh, Liz, I'll come to you first. Have you been enjoying the action at York this week? I have. I found a couple of winners yesterday, but I'm not sure anybody really found any winners uh, today. But um, it's yeah, it's been a good watch. Obviously, Newbury is tomorrow, my local track. And unfortunately, I can't go, which uh, it's not ideal. Um, but yeah, it'd be a good weekend's racing. Yeah, certainly will be good competitive card at Newbury. And how about you, Katie? How's the form been at York this week? <laughs> not the best form this week, but... It's been good action. I love York. It's my favourite flat track. Um, I love it there. So I'm looking forward to going back there when they had the Ebor meeting. Couldn't go there this week, unfortunately. But um, I'm looking forward to hopefully a more fruitful Saturday. <laughs> a bit more luck, I hope. Yeah, hopefully uh, you'll be back amongst the winners. I'm sure you will be. Uh, so let's get into it then. The first race we're going to look at is the 150 at Newbury. It's the Bet Victor Carnarvon Stakes. It's a listed race over six furlongs. And Noble Style is your favourite at 8 to 11 for the Godolphin uh, Boys in Blue, Will Buick, and Charlie Appleby. We've then got Shaquille at 11 to 2. Aesop Fables at 9s, along with Rabar. Uh, Desert Cop uh, 18s, Rumstar 18s, and Rousing Encore is the outsider at 28 to 1. I'll come to you here first, Liz. I think for many, Noble Style could be their banker um, in the opener at Newbury. Are we going to side with him or did we think maybe he was a little bit too short? Yeah, I think it is hard to not stick with Noble style. And there is no each way value in this either because there's only seven runners. Um, he is the highest rated in the race on 117. Last seen at Newmarket in the 2000 Guineas coming six over the mile, whereas stamina appeared to be an issue. So I think this drop back and trip to six furlongs should be welcome, especially on good ground. All of his previous three runs have been on good, including that Group 2 gym crack last August, where he won well at York. He's dropping down to listed, good ground, back and trip, all points to him winning this. Okay, a strong vote for Noble Style from Liz. How about you, KT? We stick in with the favourite here? Well, Liz makes a good case from there, and I think he is a solid favourite. But there's a horse in here uh, that I really liked last season, and I'm going to keep the faith in him. And that's Aesop's Fables for Aidan O'Brien. Now, his previous two runs have come on heavy ground, which may not have been to suit. But he's a Group 2 winner, and a couple of horses he beat at the Curra have gone on to win group races of their own. His stablemate, Hans Anderson, won a Group 3 at Leppistown last month. And the third place there, Proud and Regal, won a Group 1 at St. Clue. So I think a return to good ground, it could suit him. Um, there could be more to come from him. We think he's got a little bit of potential and I would really like to see him do well this year. Okay, so positive mention from the Ballydoyle Raider, Aesop Fables. I just think Noble Style, even though he, on paper he's got the best form in the race with that sixth in the 2,000 guineas, uh, back to sprinting should be good for him. I just noticed a few of Charlie Appleby's horses at York this week were getting turned over at short prices. Siskany was a little bit disappointing um, today. They've had a couple of others at York run a little bit below par this week. So I just thought that was a negative. Flying Honours is one that comes to mind in the Dante trial. I just thought some of the big guns, they were getting absolutely stuffed at York and it would be hard 
hard for me to trust him at this kind of price. I thought if there was a fly in the ointment, it could be Rabar for Jim Crowley and Charlie Hills. This is an interesting horse. Obviously, does have to improve. But um, he, Charlie Hills has done quite well in this race in recent years. I remember Cardem was an impressive winner for him a couple of years ago in this race. And he does well with these kind of horses. And I wouldn't be at all surprised if Rabar could progress into a nice sprinter this season. I just thought he was an interesting one if you want to take on the favourite. He's around about 9-1. to one. I'd only go small stakes only, but I think, yeah, there, there could be one or two uh, question marks regarding the form of Charlie Appleby with some of his uh, more prolific names. So that's the way how I saw the Carnarvon stakes. So that's the first race covered. We then move on to the 2.25. We go to the Al Rayan stakes registered as the Aston Park stakes group three contest, and Yabir is your favourite at 6-4. to four for Team Godolphin. We then got Haskoy at uh, 10 to 3. Kamari next in at 9 to 1. Israel at 11s. Bolshoi Ballet at 12s. Gassi at 12s. And also as well a 12 to 1 for Old Horovian. Katie, I'll come to you here first. Um, Yabir, he's the best horse in the race on ratings. Uh, 119. Do we think he's going to make a winning uh, seasonal return here? Well, I think he definitely has the best form coming into the race. And he's nine pounds clear on ratings. So he's a solid favourite and he is the one to beat. But I don't really have a strong fantasy in this race. Um, I think it's a race to watch for me rather than have a bet in. be interesting to see how the likes of Old Herovian and Hashkoi get on. They're quite unexposed. Um, but if I was pushed, I would side with your beer. But again, it's not a race I'll be getting involved in. Okay, uh, just a favourable mention for your beer, but no strong opinion from Katie. How about you, Liz? Are you going to make it two votes so far for Godolphin for you? Yeah, I think I'm on the the Appleby double here. Um, and but if yeah, if if your beer shows up, it's noted he can be a bit quirky. Um, but I think he, he should win it, albeit a slight concern on his ability to come out and win fresh. But he's a horse that's been all around, all the way around the world and has picked up a staggering 3.1 million in prize money. Um, his wins including, obviously, the Great Voltage Stakes at York, the Breeders' Cup Turf at Belmont Park in the States, and a close second in the Shima Classic at Maidan. Um, so, yeah, a globetrotter. Last seen last July at Newmarket, winning the Group 2, coming last to first, but he did have the help of his stablemate Global Storm setting the pace. However, looking at what he's up against, Haskoy, I think, his main contender, I think he'll take all the beating. Okay, strong vote for your beer from Liz. I'm myself, we're going to go for Haskoy. I think uh, the Gold Cup at Ascot, could be a wide open race at the moment. We've had uh, Emily Dickinson get turned over tonight. So there is uh, a horse, uh, I think, that could, if there's a horse that could um, throw their hat into the ring tomorrow for, for the race, it could be Haskoy. She's actually 16 to 1 uh, for the race uh, anti post at the moment. But I just think she's interesting. Very likely race. She only had two starts going to, into the St. Legend. She was backed off the board. She ran a really good race. We've seen the form already boosted today um, with Marco Botti's horse and uh, Eldar Alderoff finishing first and second in the Yorkshire Cup at York. She gets the Phillies allowance. Rafe Beckett's team have been in good form. And Frankie the Tory as well is very selective over his rides in his final year of riding. Just thought this was an interesting contender. And if she was to win this race tomorrow, it'd be interesting to see how she would react 
in the Ascot Gold Cup market. So one to keep an eye on there. We then move on to the three o'clock at Newbury for the Bet Victor London Gold Cup Heritage Handicap. A very good race over the years. We've seen the likes of the Bay Bridge. Um, also as well, Headman, a good horse for Roger Charlton win this in recent years. So we often see some group performers come out of it. And the betting currently looks like this. We've got Desert Hero, your favourite, at 9-2 for the King. we then got Exoplanet at 5-1. to Lieber Power at sixes, Burton Elliott at 13 to 2, Royal Rhyme at sevens, Bold Actor at 11, Silver Sword at 12s, bigger are the rest. Uh, Liz, I'll come to you here. We've got 16 runners, so um, a few in here at big prices. Is there any uh, you liked each way, or are you looking towards the top, of the top end of the market? Top end of the market, but obviously this is slightly trickier. 16 run, as we said. A few of these hold derby entries. I think Royal Rhyme will relish the step up and trip. Desert Hero, Exoplanet and a couple of others have group experience. But I'm actually going to side with Aidan O'Brien's Bertinelli where he was last seen coming second to Older, who ran last week at Chester, coming second and behind San Antonio in the listed D stakes. I think he's got more to give, and I'll look forward to seeing how it unfolds. OK. And how about you, Katie? Who did you like in the London Girl Cup? I'm going to take a chance on a loyal touch for Charlie Johnston, uh, Frankie Tory in the saddle. He has some form behind the Foxes, who won the Dante the other day at York. By no name ever out of a group three placed mare over a mile and a quarter. So the step up in trip, it could shoot him. And I think he may have an each way chance. Okay, uh, interesting one there from Katie, the Charlie Johnston horse. Um, I'm taking a bit of a wild one here. I mean, this horse has got lots to find, uh, definitely needs to improve. But I'm trying to wrap my head why, around why they're running it here. And that's a horse called Pianu um, for... Uh, Holly Doyle and Richard Spencer. Now, this horse is stepping up massively in trip. You're thinking, why are they going here first time out off a mark of 81? Uh, ran in some okay races last year. Finished second on debut at this course behind Isaac Shelby. Ran at Doncaster in the in the good sales race there behind Cole Case. That's obviously in very good form. But I just think maybe the step up and trip is what this horse could need. Um, by Mohara, who's uh, who's um, Prudne are actually uh, better um, over uh, over over staying distances. If you actually look at some of his top performing horses, Ashada, Alba Flora, middle distance horses. So. It is interesting that even though he himself was uh, more known as a sprinter, a lot of his progeny are, um, have produced some of their best results over the middle distance. So coming off here off a low weight tomorrow for mark of 80-82, I think he's interesting. He's around about 28-1. to 1. I'm not saying he's going to win, but I think he's interesting if you wanted to have a, a wild one at an each-way perspective. Holly Doyle, but that's an eye-catching... Catching, eye-catching... I don't know if I can say that right. Holly Doyle, but that's an eye-catching jockey booking. Um, for me, I, I think he's worth maybe a couple of quid each way if you fancied uh, one of a price. So um, that's our thoughts then on the London Gold Cup. We then go to the feature race at Newbury. It's a 3.35. It's the Al Shukabab lock-in stakes. It's a group one, the feature race. Uh, Mon Mon Games is your favourite here at 7-2. We've then got Laurel at 4-1. Moose Starbuck at 5s. My Prospero at 11-2. Jadumi at 8s. Light Infantry at 11s. Bigger are the rest. Katie, I'll come to you here first. 
This looks a very uh, hot renewal of this race. We've not had too many in recent years. We've often had uh, a standout superstar. Do we think we could see one here really uh, stamp their authority on the mile division? I really like modern games. I think he's got a great chance here. He has the classic form from France, won the Breeders' Cup mile and was just beaten by a progressive type in a, a Keeneland grade one on his seasonal reappearance. Now back in the UK, I think I'll make a win in return. Uh, beaten a length and three quarters by Baid in the Sussex States last summer too. He ran very well there. I just think he has the best form in the race and I think he'll take all of the beating. Okay, very uh, strong vote of confidence there from Katie for the favourite Modern Games. Are we uh, joining Katie Liz with Modern Games or are you going to take him on? I'm going to take him on. This is very competitive. Um, the most competitive lock-inch probably we've seen in a little while. Um, and it's actually the first group one for slightly older horses of this new flat season. It's no surprise to see Modern Games' favourite, who's recently been running well over in the States, albeit he's not yet won a group one on home on home soil. Um, I actually like two in this. William Haggis is my Prospero, and one for each way value in loose sale. Um, Tom Marquand is keen on my Prospero's chances when talking earlier this week. And if he runs to his Ascot St. James's Palace Stakes or Champion Stakes form, he'll go very close. Um, loose sale is unexposed over this trip but it's said that a flat a trap may suit and he will like the fast ground and in that St James's Palace Stakes he did come second behind Caribus with my Prospero in third and with a price of 40 to 1 I think there's definitely some value there. Okay uh, a couple uh, there to throw at from Liz in the feature Lockinge. Um, I thought Modern Games was worth taken on at the prices. I think there's some good value to be had at uh, slightly bigger prices. The one that uh, came up on my radar was triple time for Neil Callan and Kevin Ryan. Kevin Ryan's horses have been running extremely well at the moment. And Neil Callan as well has been a bit of a shrewd jockey booking for Kevin Ryan since he's returned from Hong Kong. He's run some big race winners, including the likes of Fontaine last year. He also as well um, caused a bit of an upset when he rode Captain Winters in the forerunner Heron Stakes earlier in the week at Sandown. So definitely an interesting jockey booking. This horse uh, was undefeated until um, for a while, until he ran at uh, uh, Paris Longchamp last year at Arc Weekend. Uh, before that, he'd won very impressively in a four-runner race at Haydock. I just think we've not gotten to the bottom of him. Um, he was going to be a really exciting horse, I thought, through his three-year-old campaign. But like I say, we just only got to see him at the back end last year. And I just thought it was interesting that they're pitching up here. He has been supported. He's now 14s as big as 25 to 1 a couple of days ago. So I thought he'd be interesting. I thought the ground would suit. I thought he'd be hitting the line hard. I just think this could be an interesting contender here of a horse that we're yet to see uh, his hand fully played. So for me, triple time is the way I'm seeing the lock-in. So that rounds off the main races at Newbury. We're now on the part of the podcast where we have uh, any other uh, bet section. Uh, Liz, I'll come to you first. Is there any uh, other horses you fancy this weekend or wanted to mention uh, away from the main ITV races we've just covered? Yeah, so in the 4.10 at Newbury, 
sees Kingdom Come step up again in class after winning a class five, then a four, then a three. So he's going for a four timer um, in a class two, all in comfortable style. It's his first spin on turf in a while, but he should get the job done. Uh, so that's Kingdom Come in the 410. And also, my Cliff Horse on the blind side is running at Utoxeter at the, in the five past seven on Saturday, too. He's top weight and it's competitive, but if I don't back him, then he's gonna win okay. <laughs> so maybe i should just probably steer clear okay <laughs> one to note there uh, an old favorite of lizards at uh, you talked to her for the evening meeting there how about you katie is there anything else you wanted to mention there's one that caught my eye at first in the 233 i quite like the chances of midwinster he's got a good name to start with but uh he's back down <laughs> to a mark of 85 a pound above his last winning mark and he's down in class two so i think he's got a great chance okay uh, a familiar one there for katie with midwinster um i myself liked a couple i've got uh, one at first the cookstown cafe i've been following this horse on both his starts this season, I put him up um, when he won at a red car in his seasonal return. He was very impressive there. He's stepping back down in trip now after winning over a mile at Pontefract. I think if he goes to the front, I think he could still be uh, well handicapped off a mark of 83. And he could be hard to peg back. So I'm quite sweet on his chances to run uh, a big race tomorrow. The other one um, that I thought was uh, worth mention runs on the jumps card at Banger on D. That is Band of Outlaws for uh, Ben Haslam and Richie McLernan. This horse, uh, former Fred Winter winner when trained with Joseph O'Brien, um, He's fallen down the weights massively since joining this yard. He started off uh, off the season there at a mark of 142. He's now dropped to a mark of 118. Visor goes on first time. The yard have been in really good form. In fact, these uh, Richie McLennan and Ben Hasdam actually combined for a treble earlier in the week. So uh, the yard are in good form. This looks a pretty weak race. If he retains any of his old ability... I think uh, I think he's definitely the class act, and uh, hopefully the visor will spark a little bit extra improvement. So, so that's all we got time for this week. Thanks again to uh, Kate and Liz for giving up their time. Hopefully, we found you some winners. Please remember to follow us on all the major podcast platforms at uh, SoundCloud, Spotify and apple you can follow us on socials as well on twitter and instagram at in the saddle pod please remember to gamble responsibly and we'll be seeing you again soon 